Have you done your 2023 strategic planning yet? I know a lot of nonprofit leaders are overwhelmed by the strategic planning process and for good reason. As nonprofit leaders, we wanna make sure that we're spending all of our time on high ROI activities and the old way of strategic planning just seems kind of pointless because uh, it takes so long and it's hard to understand how all that talk really shows up in action. And I know that you think that you spend all of your time on high ROI activities that matter, but you need to be able to articulate that to stakeholders and funders in the way that you do that is through a strategic plan, or at least a document that says exactly what you are trying to do, why you're trying to do it, for who, how you're gonna measure success, and the exact key activities that you're going to focus on that will get you there. Every year you need to state your intended goals and the key activities that you're gonna focus on to get you there. So at the end of the year, you can actually prove you did what you said you were gonna do, but you don't need to be a slave to the old strategic planning process where you spend six months dissecting every little piece of your existence, the industry landscape, and developing this 20-page document, you know? Now, as someone who's founded a nonprofit myself and been a nonprofit consultant for years, I hate spending months, weeks, on planning and talking just to have that plan sit on a shelf because it ends up being more of like this philosophical document than an actual practical one. And that doesn't help anyone. So I have reinvented the strategic planning process that requires less talk. It's all about more action and so that you can make big, big impact. And I call this reinvention an impact roadmap. And you can create this for yourself in a day and be ready to kick 2023 off right. So let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 33 of For Purpose Live, where I help you get clear, get focused, and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into the calling that you've been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits need to struggle. That's right, together we can get you in your sweet spot using your strengths and talents to serve this world and build a movement of support for your mission simply by living for purpose, on purpose. I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about strategic planning reinvented. And I'm actually going to walk you through how to develop an impact roadmap for yourself in just one day. Now, before we dive into that, I did just launch my new free web class. It is the secrets to running a thriving nonprofit without killing yourself, which I'm sure you can relate to. So that's completely free to you. You can access it at forpurposelive.com slash secrets, forpurposelive.com slash secrets. Go get it. You'll get immediate access. Okay. So Let's dive into an impact roadmap and how you can develop this thing for yourself. You can do it with your team. You can do it by yourself. You know, I would at least involve your board in this. This is a great way to engage board members and get real board buy-in. They should be involved in your strategic planning every year. Now, if you just do your strategic planning with your staff or your volunteers, at least they should be approving the strategic plan. So, we're gonna call this an impact roadmap from here on out because it is your roadmap, meaning it's practical. You actually have to do the things in it to get the results that you have determined are impactful on your mission. 
The only reason we exist, the only reason we're here running a nonprofit is to be impactful for a population or for a cause. And if we are not tracking our impact and we are not saying what we are going to do to get that impact, then we just kind of show up and go on autopilot, right? So this is like the answer to what you do during your day. It's the answer to how do you run board meetings because your board meeting literally should just be opening up your impact roadmap, looking at the key activities, looking at the KPIs and going, how are we doing on this? And it can, it's a document for your board to hold you accountable to what you said you're going to do. It is the criteria for how you take on activities. So if you're looking at your impact roadmap and you see all the things you say you're going to do and somebody comes to you and says, hey, can you do this other thing? Or there's this great event that we could take on or there's this new program we could launch. You can go like, oh, let me check the impact roadmap. Actually, we're staying laser focused this year on these things because we've got to be accountable to our mission. Uh, but when we get around to next year's strategic planning, we may add that to the impact roadmap if it is proven or we can guess that it would be impactful towards our mission. So it's a way for you to actually say no to things that are not on the impact roadmap. How are you going to do this? Literally block some time right now, go into your calendar, figure out when you can block a half day, coordinate it with your board, coordinate it with uh, your staff, whoever you need to, and block out a whole day, a half day, whatever you want to do. When I do this with clients, I do a four hour VIP intensive uh, strategic planning session. So you guys could do four hours. Let's start there. Okay. And if you want to do some pre-work, like before you get together, then this is how you can do it. So open up a Google doc. The very first thing you're going to do is what is your overarching goal? Your overarching organizational purpose is your mission. Okay. But I will tell you this, every single nonprofit I've worked with changes their mission after working with me. So do not just write the mission that you have. I need you to make sure that your mission says a desired result that you want to achieve for a specific population and why, okay? So what are you trying to achieve for a population? So for my nonprofit, it was developing life skills in foster adopted youth, for who? and why for healthy transitions into adulthood so that in one sentence people can understand what you do for who and why they should care of course okay people can understand that okay we should develop life skills in foster youth so that they can transition into adulthood um healthily like that makes sense okay why does it matter what are you doing for who what you don't need to put in there is how you do it okay so you don't say through equine assisted learning or through offering soup or through a mentorship program. That's not your mission. Your mission isn't to mentor people. Your mission isn't to offer soup. Your, your mission is to get a desired result for a population. Why? Because it betters society. It makes them self-sustainable. They end up being healthy. They can have economic stability, like whatever the thing is. Okay. Offering soup, offering a program, offering mentorship. Those are all vehicles. Okay. So first you put your mission, your vision should be, think about it as a community of a world where like if your program created a whole bunch of people who had the desired result. What would the community look like? What is the vision? What's the world like when all foster youth 
are able to have the life skills to give them a healthy transition into adulthood, right? We're starting to end generational foster care, generational trauma, okay? Unless people are going into the foster care crisis or going into the foster care system and therefore we're ending the foster care crisis, okay? So that's kind of the vision stuff. So you do want your mission, you want your vision. Okay, so once you have your mission, which is your overarching purpose, you're going to determine three at least three vehicles of getting to that change. So if you have, you know, your overarching mission might be to, you know, have a cure for a certain uh, disease, or you might be, you know, serving a certain population, trying to get this desired result. How do you get that desired result? What does your nonprofit do to get the desired result that you are saying you want to affect? So some, uh, vehicles might be education, they might be research, they might be mentorship, they may be community, like actually offering support to a certain community, okay? So if you've decided that you need to support the people, you need to um, educate the people, or maybe you need to go educate teachers, um, and then you need to do research on whether or not, you know, what the cause of this thing is or whatever, then you may have research community education as your vehicles. Whatever your vehicles are, these are the strategies you think are most likely to make the biggest impact on that mission. So now what we're gonna do is we go through and we take each one of those things, education, research, community, and we define its own little mission statement for each one. So this is the purpose, okay? So the purpose of education, whatever your purpose is. Again, desired result for someone. We're getting more specific now. And then you can even say why. So if you're educating teachers, because um, if they offer a trauma-informed classroom, then the kids are better off then your education purpose statement can say something to the effect of that, that you are you know, providing trauma-informed education for a more trauma-sensitive classroom or equipping teachers with trauma-informed resources um, to provide a more trauma-sensitive classroom you know, for foster youth or something. Okay, so... Think about what you're doing. You're providing, you're equipping, um, and why you're doing that, why that's important. And that should bubble up to your overall mission. It's one of your strategies, okay? So then what you do is I skip key activities and I go to key performance indicators. So now that you have your purpose for education, your purpose statement that you equip teachers with trauma-informed resources so that they can have a more trauma-sensitive classroom, okay, so how do you know your KPIs, key performance indicators, how do you know you are being successful at that? What is a metric you can, and I hope you have a piece of paper out or you've opened your Google Doc because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but you can ha start developing your metrics for success. What you need is a metric that talks about how much, a metric that talks about um, how well, and a metric that talks about is anybody better off. So for how much, it might be just number of teachers trained, okay? So you have number of teachers trained or number of teachers that you've given resources to. It might be number of resources, 
It might be number of downloads of a trauma-informed resource off your website. Those are all how much metrics, okay? How well might be how many teachers were satisfied with your training, maybe an overall satisfaction rating. So percent, usually you do how wells as a percent. So 95% of teachers gave a four star or above rating on your trauma training or on the helpfulness of your um, training materials. Maybe you send out a survey that says how helpful was this training resource or was this trauma-informed resource and they come back and you know say that it was very helpful. What percent of people say that the, the resources are helpful? Okay, so now you have your how much, so how many people got your training, the percent of those people that said the training was actually helpful, and then a better off metric is like, how many people, how many teachers took one or more action in their classroom to incorporate? Or how many teachers were actually able to incorporate what you trained them with into the classroom? Because if I'm funding you, it doesn't really matter, you know, that you're like, oh, we go around and we train 500 teachers. Well, if the teachers don't care and it's not a very good training and they can't, there's red tape and there's no way for them to implement the tools into their classroom and it just doesn't work for them, then all day long I could be giving you funding and you could be training people and you could be saying, look, now we're doing more and more and more trainings. But if none of them actually make their classrooms more trauma sensitive, then you're not fulfilling your mission. So you've got to be able to figure out a metric to track. Are you actually making classrooms more trauma sensitive? And one way in which you can do that is by asking the teachers, were you actually able to implement this? Were you actually able to change your behavior? Were you able to offer the resource in your classroom? Did something, was your classroom able to be more trauma sensitive because of our resources? That's, is anybody better off? Okay, so then you have a few metrics, some, how much, how well, is anybody better off under your key performance indicator for this vehicle, and this vehicle is education. And so now you go up and you do your key activities. If you're going to, and you've set goals, so the let's say you want to train 100 teachers and you want 80% of those teachers to um, be satisfied with your training and you want... 100% of those teachers to have actually taken action or 50% of those teachers to actually have taken action and implemented something of the training. To hit those numbers, to hit 100 teachers being trained this year, what key activities do you need to do? So you might actually have to go develop an online training course, trauma training course. So that's a key activity, develop your training course. You might have to do um, strategic partnership outreach. So you might need to call a bunch of schools and see if you can, maybe it's not going to be an online training course. Maybe you just are going to go to schools and talk to people in person. So you need to make, make a list, identify schools to do the training at, um, make partnerships, start securing times to speak. You need to do marketing. Okay, you need to develop a social media campaign or you need to market to schools. You need to figure out what your assets are going to be to market. You need to develop processes for tracking data, develop systems and processes to how are we going to count how many people have been through our training. You know, if you're going, if you're doing an online course, it's easy. You can see how many people enrolled. If you're doing, going to, you know, whole school districts and you're doing a bunch of teachers, who's taking the count for you of, and how are you collecting the data of how many people were actually in your training? And you need a way to do that. So a key activity is develop our systems and processes for tracking the data, develop the curriculum, 
create the strategic partnerships, develop the marketing materials, all the things related to getting those KPIs. Boom, first vehicle, done. Okay, now we move on to your next vehicle. Same thing, we're gonna do research. What's your research purpose? What are the, of that purpose, what are the key performance indicators for, that will say, if we do these things, we are achieving our mission, our research purpose. Okay, and then you go through what are the key activities that are gonna get us those KPIs. Okay, and now we go on to the vehicle for support. Let's say that our um, support purpose is that you are going to guide patients. Maybe there's a specific patient group through their journey of recovery so that they can make healthy transitions back to life as they know it. Okay, something like that. That wasn't a great one, but you know what I'm saying. So let's say that you're going to help somebody navigate their journey through something that's happening, maybe a disorder, an illness, um, addiction, something. Okay. So again, you're going to go to your KPIs after you've developed your purpose and okay. How many community members do you have? This could just be like people that go to a live support call. This could be people in a support Facebook group. This could be actual community members, uh, that show up to like a retreat or an in-person thing that you have. So number, what are you tracking your number? Is it, is your community, how do you do, how do you define your community? Is your community just people that opt into a Facebook group or is, do they actually have to do something um, like be part of a support group? So let's say it's support group. So number of people in your support groups. Okay. And then you can say percent of people, a how well metric might be like a percent of support groups that started on time. It might be, you know, if you want to track that you guys are actually offering a good service, it might be percent of support groups that had a um, speaker, like a topic speaker, um, percent of support groups that were at full capacity. So those are some types of how well metrics that you could do to see like how, okay, just because we're doing them and there's people there doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing them well. And then again, uh, again, you could do percent of people satisfied or per percent of people that thought it was helpful. Um, you could do retention rate. How many people come back to each support group? That's definitely saying how well you're doing it. If you're delivering a good service, people are going to come back. So retention's great. And then is anybody better off? You can do a survey at the end that says, did this help you navigate your path forward? Do you feel better equipped to heal, process your feelings, or go back into your normal life? The things that you literally said in your purpose statement for support should be asked in the survey. So if you're helping people navigate their path forward, ask them in their survey. Do you feel like our organization or our support groups helped you navigate your path forward? Or how well do you think we did? Um, if it says that we're navigating their path through this so that they can make transition back into their normal life or whatever, ask that question. Do you feel better prepared to transition back into your normal life? Because then you can say, we do this for people and we can prove it. This is what we aim to do for people and this is how we prove it, okay? So then you've gone through your three vehicles, right? Your overarching goals, for your uh, whole mission, 
you've gone through your three different vehicles, you've gotten KPIs, you've gotten key activities, what are gonna, what's gonna get you to get there, okay? Again, for the support thing, if you've got all those key activities, what are your, or if you've got all those KPIs, what do you need to do for your key activities to get you there? Maybe you need to launch a new support group, maybe you need to do marketing, maybe you need to develop the support group, group curriculum. Maybe you need to make strategic partnerships so that people, different hospitals in town know to refer to your um, support group. All the things that you need to do. Develop your systems and processes for tracking all the new data that you're now collecting, okay? Those are all your key activities. Now that you have KPIs for each one of your vehicles, I want you to pull out one KPI from each that is like really powerful, okay? So for the support one, it's probably the one that says percent of people in our support groups that say we help them navigate their path forward. Or percent of people in our support groups that say that they feel better prepared to go back to their daily life. Um, in education, it might be, you know, the percent of teachers that were actually able to incorporate our trauma-informed resources. Pull one of the major KPIs that you feel like speaks the loudest and put those up on your first page under your mission and your vision. Those are your headline indicators. When people land on your website, they should see that your three vehicles are community, research, and education, and you should have these yummy metrics right under it. These are the percent of people that help say that we um, help them navigate forward. This is the percent of um, teachers that we trained that actually have created a trauma-sensitive classroom. Those are the yummy numbers that you want as your overarching. And then you have the, the more specific KPIs on each one of your vehicles. And then finally, the final piece that you want to do for your impact roadmap is operations. So you do need to focus on grant funding, you know, getting funding, marketing, um, development, operations, all of those things. So there's things that you want to do, you know, get staff. You might need to, you know, get your accounting in order. You might need to develop your board. These are all the things that kind of fall under the operations um, bucket. And so they're not going to come up in your programs or your vehicles KPIs, but they're very important for you to nurture the roots of your actual organization. So you need an operations one. So again, Whatever your operations purpose is, it might be around sustainability, it might be around just building um, trust within the organization. I just did an impact roadmap for an organization that's just starting. So their operations goal is actually to position themselves as a nonprofit in the, or in the community serving youth. Like for 2023, all they need to do is position themselves as an organization that's serving youth. So they need to do a lot of going out and talking to people, shaking hands, making those strategic partnerships, letting people know that they can refer youth to them, what they offer, all of that. They also need to do an initial fundraising campaign because they need to get that money in the door. They need to develop their board documents and their board onboarding process and all of that good stuff. So you develop some KPIs that are related to what it is to position yourself as a nonprofit in the community. Um, that might be that you have five um, solidified strategic partnerships. And you can define that as people that are actually referring 
people to your services, um, however you define that. But don't just say a strategic partnership and that you've secured one if you don't know what that means. If a strategic partnership must mean that maybe you actually have a letter of agreement with them or uh, a memorandum of understanding with them, or you have just agreed in some way that you're going to work together, but it has to be some like structured way, not just, oh, I went and talked to them and they said, now they know about us. That's not really a strategic partnership, okay? So you guys are doing something together strategically. So one of the KPIs might be that you have five new strategic partnerships. Um, an operations KPI could also be that you raise $25,000 in 2023, or you raise $500,000 in 2023. Another KPI might be that you um, have a certain percent of board members giving or a certain percent of board members satisfied with their role or something like that. So then you go to your key, key activities. So now you need to develop a fundraising campaign. You need to develop the marketing materials for the fundraising campaign. You need to develop um, your board documents, your onboarding process. You need to re outreach, identify and outreach all the community-based organizations that you might want to make strategic partnerships with, okay? So same thing, key performance indicators, and then what are the key activities that are going to get you there? And that, my friends, is your impact roadmap. You don't need to do anything more. You do not need to do anything more. Now, when I do this with organizations, we do this in a, you know, we wordsmith everything. We do a little bit more. We talk about what sets you apart. We talk about why each vehicle matters so that we can develop it into a beautiful document that you can actually give to external stakeholders and they know like, man, they have not only set all of their measurements for success, but they're tracking it and they have everything laid out in a very focused, clear, easy to articulate, easy to understand way of this is their overall mission, their desired result of what they're trying to achieve for a certain population. And this is all the ways that they're going to get there. And this is why those are the best ways to get there. Like, you know, you guys are stepping out as a leader in your space. So if you do want to develop an impact roadmap with some professional help, I can always offer that head on over to forpurposelive.com and you can contact me there. Um, but this is really the process. If you want to do this yourself, open a Google doc, go through what we went through today, you know, pause me and listen to me and you can uh, come up with it for yourself. This, doesn't need to be a crazy long process, okay? And um, I develop it into a nice clean document so that you can actually use it. But this is how you use it, okay? Like I said in the beginning, make sure you start every board meeting off with this. Talk with your staff meetings, bring up your impact roadmap. Like this should be something that lays on your desk uh, your board members see it all the time. It's an accountability measure for your board members. How are we doing on these things? Are we hitting our KPIs? Why are we taking things on that are not in our impact roadmap? Why are we reporting on things that are not in our impact roadmap? And so it can be, it literally is your roadmap. Okay. So use it. This is the answer to all of your stuff. What are you uh, doing your marketing campaign on how do you develop social media campaigns? Guess what? You just talk about what you're doing, your mission for who, why are you doing it? This is how we track success. This is why it's important. Just go back to your impact roadmap. All right. These are all the things that we think are important. Perfect. Now you can break each one of these vehicles out into a six week, uh, three month, whatever campaign. And you're telling people why you exist and that you have these vehicles and that they're important for these reasons and that 
this is what success looks like. People want to hear why you do what you do, how you do it, why you think the way that you show up to fix the problem is the way. Okay. People want to know that you've thought about these things and that you're leading the space and that you're saying with these vehicles, we can make real change and that we need to make real change because the people that we serve deserve it. All right. I hope this gets you like feeling less overwhelmed, like more like you can do this, that this is attainable. The impact roadmap is quick and dirty and right down to the point and it's actionable. Okay. I would love for you to comment below with your vehicles. What are your vehicles for change? What are your three things that you're going to develop a purpose statement for KPIs and key activities for? I would just love to hear like what your vehicles are so that we can start seeing some examples of that. All right. Remember, I do have a secrets to running a thriving nonprofit without killing yourself web class. It's free to you. It's at fourpurposelive.com slash secrets. Go check that out. And until next time, thank you guys so much for your service to this world.